Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Joseph Lobbock from Sacred Heart of Jesus Catholic Church in Wadsworth. Welcome, Father. Thanks, Tim. Always good to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you on the show. Uh, Today we're going to continue our discussion from the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church, about what we believe as Catholics, and we're going through the Ten Commandments. And today we're going to cover the Fourth Commandment, which is honor your father and your mother. So question 367 of the UCAT asks, to whom does the fourth commandment refer and what does it require of us? Right. On the surface, of course, we like to think sometimes, honor your father and mother, so that's all we have to do. Everybody else is kind of up on their own. But it really does cover a lot more than that. It covers really all legitimate authority, anyone who might have authority over us, even to the even to the state itself, civil authority. We have a certain obligation to be obedient, to honor that, insofar as that institution, whatever it is, is leading us in the ways of God. That's when it becomes a little bit dicey when uh, uh, laws, certain laws might be contrary to the teachings of the church and the gospel. And so that's where that That's where we have to draw the line that that obligation is no longer there. But honoring your father and mother is is a lot more than just obedience. It's respecting them, taking care of them in their old age, things like that. And I've had adult children in confession that asked about how, you know, their parents try to tell them still everything to do. And they say and they confess that they're not obeying them. Well, when we get to be adults, that whole perspective changes. Honoring them is, you know, being respectful and taking care of them. But we don't have to do everything they say the way they say. We have our own lives. We have our own responsibilities. We, like I said, we respect them. We listen. Just we take it more as advice and, and guidance. And we can take it or leave it depending on the situation. When you're 12 or 13, you do what your parents tell you to do. That's very important because I often say to the kids, you know, your parents aren't going to tell you to do anything wrong. They're not going to tell you to go over and knock off a gas station or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to ask you to do impossible things like build a new garage or something crazy. The things they ask you to do are all good things. They're helpful things for you and for the family as a whole, helping you to grow up to be a good person, a person who really follows Jesus. So we have a very grave obligation to listen and be obedient. Good point, Father. I know as as I get older, I don't know about you, but the older I get, the smarter my mom and dad get. Yeah, that's for sure. You know, and uh, I, I try and share that with my own kids because, again, they don't necessarily listen or even respect what I have to say, but I let them know that as I've gotten older, I realize a lot of the things that my mom and dad tried to tell me and, and guide me, it, it 
it was for my own yeah. good. It was because they love me and care about me, not because right. they were trying to boss me around. Right. They, some kids, you know, teenagers especially, think that their parents are just trying to run their lives and ruin their lives in the process. That's not what they're doing at all. And unfortunately, we don't realize that till later. Mm-hmm. Question 368 of the UCAT asks, what place does the family have in God's plan of creation? Well, obviously, a very important part. That's the basic unit of society that we learn all about in sociology. It's also the basic unit of the church itself. God created us with the whole plan that the love between a husband and wife would not only bring them closer together, but would bring new life into the world, thus establishing families. And the parents are entrusted with these children to guide them, and one day they have to be returned to God. But hopefully, through what they experience in that family, helps them to know and love God, and to serve God in this world, just like the Catechism teaches us. So we have to have a respect for the family and the way God made it. Every child deserves to be born to a family with a father and a mother because fathers and mothers add so much to our lives. It's different. It doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes through through death or, or divorce or things like that. But society, as we hear so much today, can't go around redefining the sacrament of marriage or the family. You can't, two fathers, I'm sorry, that's not as good as what God planned. Two mothers, it's not as good as what God gave us. So not that it can't be or it's, it's, it's evil in itself, it's nothing like that. But it's not what God planned. And God knows what's best for us more so than we do, a lot more so than we do. But we don't always want to give him that uh, concession because mm -hmm. we think we have better ideas. Well, again, like we talked about yesterday, I mean, for your family, it was a family day where you visited your your parents, mom and dad. You know, your mom and mom's yeah. mom and dad, and dad's right. dad, mom and dad. But uh, and, and us going together as a family. So the, the the whole thing is is this unity of of worshiping God together as a family and having a meal together as a family. Right. On the Lord's Day. I want to quote from uh, Father Patrick Payton, who was an Irish pre priest and a promoter of the rosary. He's the one that made the statement, the family that prays together stays together. So, again, there, there's a yes. real basic tenet, that, a teaching. Very. And, again, how often are we too distracted to get together? I know in my own case, uh, as my kids were growing up, they were in sports and they, they had jobs and as they got older, they got too busy with other yeah. stuff. We didn't have meals together. We didn't go to church together. And we didn't pray together like we did when they were younger and, and I had a little more control. Right, yeah. It's a very important thing. It's not just a pious saying. It's a very true statement. The family that prays together stays together, even if it's only for a few minutes a day. When I was little, we used to say the rosary together, or the whole family. And that was a great thing. It was a great source of strength for, for all of us, even though we probably didn't realize it at the time. But it is so important to pray with your families. Mm -hmm. and, and again, the rosary is, is, I think, in my opinion, the second greatest prayer, second only to the Mass itself. Yes. And, and again, to do, be able to do that together as a family is 
what is pleasing to God, but it's also what's going to help keep our families together. And again, today families are breaking up at a, at a, an alarming rate, especially with divorce and and it, it's just it's yeah it's very disturbing. And it doesn't help our society. That's why the the state has a very serious obligation again to to do things that protect the family, that protect the sacrament of marriage as well. Sometimes maybe divorce is just too easy of an alternative. Not saying that in some instances there's no there there is nothing else we can do. It's there could be abusive situations, drugs, alcohol, all kinds of things. But in a lot of cases, sometimes a husband and wife need a little more encouragement to kind of work at it a little bit more and do the things that they need to do, like praying together. That would make a big difference in their marital relationship if they maybe just let God into it, who started the whole thing anyway. And, and the whole point of prayer is to develop this relationship with God. And if we don't make it a priority... We're going to let everything else get in the way. I know in my own case, again, yeah. that was sadly the case. I wasn't putting God first, and I didn't make daily prayer a priority. Therefore, I fell into sin, and God wasn't even really a part of my life until down the road when I woke up and realized what what, what I was doing. Right. So we have to make it a priority and make the time and pick a time and take the time to pray every day and, if, if possible, as a family. Right, because if children see their see how important prayer is in the lives of their parents, then it more than likely will become important in their life. So we have to uh, the parents, uh, young couples when they get married, need to make prayer a very essential part of their life, so that when their children come along, they can incorporate them into that prayer life, and really establish a a strong relationship with them. And God, you know, baptism, people in their baptized and that's over with until first communion. Well, those first six years of a child's life, everything is kind of set. Psychologists tell us that our moral compass, many things like that, are all determined by the time we're six or seven years old. So that time is so important that, and parents are the ones that, that have the children they're there with them all the time and that's why it's so important to to guide them and teach them right from wrong and teach them about god and how much god loves them and and watches over them good point father and again that's hard to do if you don't have a mother and a father right as the commandment is talking about so again in today's society it seems like the media and the culture is trying to normalize same-sex unions, two men or two women. But again, as we're talking, yeah. it, to have a healthy family life, we need both mom and a dad, dad, right? not two moms or two dads. And again, in my opinion, it's Satan trying to confuse even good Christian men and women into thinking that, well, it's okay. Right. Because it fits my lifestyle, my way of looking at things. My so-called needs are fulfilled in this way. And but God has a better plan. That's what it always comes down to. The way God created things is the best way. And even though sometimes we fall short of that, doesn't mean that we have the right to change it, to redefine it, because we're just hurting ourselves and the future generations where the damage that is being done and will be done is 
is incomprehensible if, if we stop and think about it. Sometimes we think just too much about the here and the now. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the reasons why we need to get married in the church because during the counseling before marriage, the emphasis is put on the central uh, union of a man and woman is to produce children, right. and we need that family unit to have a healthy society. Right, right. So it all comes, you know, like I said, the fourth commandment covers a lot of ground, even to, like I said, the state and our respect for the state and the laws of the land. In so much as those laws continue to reflect the teachings of the gospel, the teachings and the commandments of God, when they start going against that, then we have a problem. You know, with abortion being a big thing, God says you shall not kill, which we'll talk about soon. It's That's the law of God. We can't change that, no matter what the reason is. And I think we're seeing the fruit of that uh, with the health care uh, issues that are going on right now and the breaking down of the family and the state not actually protecting that family unit. unit we're having the, the issues that we're having as far as confusion and chaos. Right, yeah. And the destruction of the family. And you, you destroy the family, you're slowly destroying society. Well said, Father. You've been listening to Father Joe Lobbock from Sacred Heart of Jesus Catholic Church in Wandsworth. Uh, and this has been Tim Perry reminding you that you're only one good confession from going back to church and being able to receive Jesus in the Eucharist. If you haven't been to church or confession in a while, it's not too late. Until next time, may God bless you. Bye now. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.